Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Wait, Ashley, did you just say true crime? Yes, very much so. So if I don't really like to get into the super nitty gritty details of something, or if I don't like hearing about death or rape or, you know, anything really terrible, probably shouldn't listen. I'm going to say for this episode, you should 100% listen and give it a try because we need a call of action for this one. That's true. We do. Mm-hmm. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. And we're back. All right. Today's case. It's a big deal. It's um, actually close to home. So we're going to get right into it. Today we're talking about Erica Melissa Alonzo and how this person is like surprisingly now only one degree of separation from us. Yeah, that was the most So you know about the degrees of separation? Yeah. Yeah. This, yes, this person ended up being closer than I could have even imagined. So I heard about Erica from a peer in the Navy. This was my friend Val. She told me that I reminded her of her friend who had died. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) Don't know how I feel about that. But she explained that Erica and I had a lot in common. And she was bubbly and talkative, enjoyed going to festivals and loved music. And like you can see, her Instagram is chock full of her living her life to the fullest. Like we always. Disneyland. uh Yep. We always say like, we totally would have been friends with this person. But that's just because we like making friends. But when you look... When you know Jamie personally, when you know you personally, and you see Erica's Instagram and everything that she was about, it would be like you having a twin. And especially from like her best friend even telling you that too. And it would it's sort of like your little twin. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. So she was exactly like me, I guess. Or I was exactly like her. She's a bit older. <laughs> And um, you're going to hate me for saying this, but she was described as someone who lit up every room she walked into. Sometimes it's true. (laughs) Most of the time it is. Yeah, she, and it was because she had an addictive smile. She was glowing. She was an amazing auntie to her sister's children. And she was taken away from us too early. Mm -hmm. And this is her story. Erica was born on March 26, 1987. She was thin and short, standing about 5'3", with dark brown hair. She planned to go to school and find love and make a family one day. But on February 14th, 2015, she'd planned to watch cheesy movies with her sister, but instead she ended up out with her ex, Larry Rivera. At the time, he was 45 and they had a very rocky relationship. They broke up and got back together several times over the years. And her family didn't even know she had gone out with Larry until they saw her Snapchat story. And so Larry and... Erica ended up at a club in Costa Mesa called the Sutra Lounge. No, that which, place. Which, like, we used yep. to go clubbing in Costa Mesa. All, all the time. I go-go dance there. <laughs> yeah. This is way, way close to home. Well, Sutra is known for its loud music and cocktails. It's like a Vegas club, but in Costa Mesa, California. Mm-hmm. There's a very young crowd there. And so I'm imagining that night for Larry and Erica, most like it was them dancing and drinking. And at some point near the end of the night, they ended up talking and dancing with another couple, a man and a woman. And one of the very last photos of Erica alive is taken from security footage at the Sutra Lounge. 
She is seen holding hands with the female of the other couple. And around 1.30 a.m., which was last call, the couple offered to take Erica and Larry back to Larry's place, which is kind of sus. But also... It's only sus because been there. what <laughs> happens if it was just like a normal night of meeting another couple. Like, how many friends have we made at a club? We've never gone home with them. But she was I, a very... You... Yeah. Yeah. Not never. <laughs> the amount of times not that never. we should have... <laughs> not made it out exactly. oh my god just don't do it so kids. <laughs> yeah i mean I don't, I don't know the four of them they left the same time supposedly went back to larry's apartment which is like a 10 minute drive yeah from the sutra lounge um and about two hours into them hanging out this is the story that was told mm-hmm. larry and erica start to argue and the other com- cu- the other couple got uncomfortable and they decided to leave around three forty-five a.m okay and around 4 a.m Erica supposedly got in her car and left Larry's as well. And Erica's family got really suspicious because she did not return home that morning and she didn't call and that was very out of character. Okay. She was at least talking to one of her sisters at all times, you mm-hmm. know? It's kind of like you and me. Like, we're at least always, and we also have location. We're always talking to somebody and you know. And, like, that's the thing that sucks with, like, detectives and authorities because they're just like, well, they're an adult. Like, you don't know that. And it's like, yes, I fucking do know that. Yeah, I do. I spend every day this fucking is talking sister. to them or looking at where they yeah. are. Like, no. I'm very sure I know their life. At the- yes. <laughs> no. No. Just no. <laughs> just no. Well, they quickly filed a missing persons report with the police. Her family did. They knew from her Snapchat that she was out with Larry at the Sutra Lounge, and that is the last that they saw on social media about her. Her phone was not reachable, and her car was nowhere to be found. It's like she just disappeared. There was no activity on her credit cards either. Her bank account remained untouched, and no calls made out from her phone. Her family would hold candlelight vigils for her and offered a $5,000 reward for anyone with any information on her. On Wednesday, March 25th, so this is a month and a half later, a call was made in on a car that hadn't been moved in weeks. A resident of the area had noticed the accumulation of dust on the car and two parking tickets. And they got a really weird feeling when they looked inside the car and noticed a stuffed animal and a purse. Also, two parking tickets? Like, who leaves a purse? Yeah. There is a police report made? Fucking do your job. Oh, look, let me look yeah. at this license plate that I just put in. And this is a missing person. Excuse me? Doesn't make any no. sense. Well, they called the police and the next day, incidentally, happened to be Erica's 28th birthday, March 26th. And the family released dozens of red balloons into the air. That was her favorite color in honor of her birthday. Yeah. So they knew that they had found her car, but they were still waiting for Erica to come home. Oh, my heart. And there would be no even sense of hope until April 27th, 2015, two months later. A group of biologists from Caltrans were working in the Cleveland National Forest along the Ortega Highway. They came upon a decomposing body in the middle of a dry creek bed. Erica had finally been found. In a, the fetal position, her autopsy showed no obvious signs of trauma, and they couldn't immediately figure out a cause of death. She was laid to rest on May 8th, 2015. Everyone around her believed that this was an undetermined homicide case. 
And of course, the eyes immediately went to ex-boyfriend Larry Rivera. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not only... Also... It's not only... It's always a husband. It's always a boyfriend. It's the... <laughs> he's the last fucking person to see her. Yeah. It's not a fucking riddle. That's it. You don't need to riddle me like, this. That's he's it. He's the last person to see her. That's all it takes. Also, sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I was saying also the couple that they'd been with that night... Suspects. Yes. Suspish. All three of them. They're all Don't suspects. Know. They should all be suspects. And it I mean, the couple was cleared almost immediately. They said, Nope, we left at three forty five. Like That's no, not okay. It was weird. We left. Sh- they still Oh, go on, go on. Go more into the case. <laughs> so then they spoke with Larry, of course, and he was compliant and friendly with the officers and he was quickly released. Oh, he was friendly to us, so we just let him go. No. So he was no longer a suspect, but he was a person of interest. Okay, Brian Long. And that's it. That's all they did with it. And I think it's because of what was released in the toxicology report, which came back on July 22nd. The coroners believe that Erica had died of a lethal combination of alcohol and GHB, gamma hydroxybutyric acid. They were calling her death an overdose and changed it from being a homicide case into an overdose case. Like they do she know was that's never... the date rape drug, right? They do know that that's the drug that people I get into fucking that. Don't use. Even worry. Thank you. Go on. <laughs> You're welcome. I get into it. <laughs> so Erica was never involved with hard drugs. She was cautious when she drank, but her BAC, her blood alcohol content, was 0.22 when they found her, which is three times the driving limit in California. So let's subtract, you know, that 0.04 yeah. that your body naturally makes when you die. That would have been 0.18. One and she eight. drove her own and car. Like, Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say Thank this what? while we're here right now. I've taken GHB willingly to have a good night. Motherfuckers, you cannot drive with that shit. You couldn't, like, you physic you, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have dabbled in my share of fun in my younger years. And that's not something that you have that type of alcohol in your system and GHB and you're functional to drive a car fuck out of here with that no no Mm-mm. exactly which is why I don't okay anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll get into it so lieutenant Jeff Halleck is the detective who's working on this case and he said he doesn't believe that it was a homicide but he isn't in a position to say that for sure it wasn't an accident okay I can get behind that like respect okay sure probably a homicide yes <laughs> allegedly <laughs> and unfortunately that's where we're left today an unsolved cold case and the theories that i do have but first i want to take a moment and we reached out to erica's older sister denora and we asked her to share her story with us in a few words so if you would please 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 give her your time and attention right now hi my name is denora i'm erica's oldest sister And, of course, I want to say thank you for wanting to do Erica's story because it needs to be told as many times as it needs to so it can get um, attention and put pressure on the authorities so they can look at her case again. Because as of now, it's a cold case. And I was told unless new info, new details that might help the case, there's nothing else that can be done. So I'm just hoping that someone remembers this case, remembers 
you know, living around the area, remembers hearing something, seeing something, you know, so they can um, call the detectives and um, any little thing can help. You don't know what the, the smallest detail could be like the biggest deal, you know, and um, something could happen with this case. So um, when Erica went missing, at first I thought she had gotten into a physical altercation with her ex. You know, that maybe she had bruises and was embarrassed um, to, you know, come home or something. But as time passed, um, knowing Erica, she would have gotten in contact with someone because she would know that we would worry. Um, so, like I said, as time goes by, um, past, I couldn't believe I was living one of those nightmares that you see on TV, the ones that you're like, you know, Dateline 2020, um, you see them so often, and I was like, oh my god, this is, you're, you're living it, like, you think this happens on TV, like, if they were movies or something, like, this is real, this is happening. And then, unfortunately, most of them end bad. Um, I tried very hard not to let my mind go there. But it was very, very hard knowing the history and who the last person was to see her alive. That made a big, that was a big, big deal. I think if it would have been anyone else, I would have been, you know, she's somewhere, she's... I wouldn't have worried, but knowing who her, the last person was to see her, that is what made me, made, like, I got this sinking feeling, like, this horrible feeling, like, this is not right. Um, so, when Erica's car was found March 25th, which was a day before her 28th birthday, I actually got some hope. I was like, okay, things are happening you know, things are happening, this is moving, you know, but again, they didn't really get much out of that, and a lot of times, um, even if they had some stuff, they wouldn't tell us a lot of details, they think because we're the family, like, people think because we're the family, we get, we got, you know, a lot of info, we didn't, we got the basic, basic stuff, um, I feel that, for people to try to understand what this is like, I felt like it was a roller coaster of emotions. Many times, um, I felt guilty eating, sleeping on a bed, thinking, "What if? What if she doesn't have anything to eat? What if she has no bed to sleep? What if she's scared?" So that made it very hard to function but you know we had to because we were passing out flyers and doing everything we could um i believe one person did this and i also believe um other people might know about it because i feel that somehow they ended up getting help from someone and i just hope that those people that do know um come forward and put yourself in our shoes 
how you want to know answers you want to know what really happened what you know what did happen because what was said that she just you know drove off and somehow disappeared that's to me that's bull but anyways um and whether it was an accident or not you know we just want answers at the end of the day we just want answers you know we want to know what happened what we want um, is to bring awareness to this, to, so they may, maybe that way um, this will bring some kind of pressure to the detectives' authorities and to you know looking at the case again. Because as of now, what I was told is it's a cold case, and unless new evidence pops up somewhere, it will just sit there pretty much. Um, so I'm just thinking that you know maybe someone will hear her story and tell it to someone and you know just like a chain and eventually someone that knows something or knows the person that did this will hear something and they come forward and they help and um as of now we still have her facebook page um justice for erica alonso which was started um like a week or a week and a half into when we were looking for her by one of her friends because you know you don't know what to do you you don't know what to do what helps or anything this is new to you so um that was very helpful that one of her friends started that that we could you know spread awareness i myself started just recently a few months ago um a page on Instagram, it's um, with Erica in our hearts underscore 1987 underscore 2015. Um, it's again, you know, to bring awareness to, I want to show, I want people to see pictures and know who she was, who, what she wanted in life, how she was like an amazing aunt. Hope she was loved so much and she meant so much and just to get to know her, not just Erica Alonso, you know, we want justice. I want people to get to know her, you know, so they can either identify, you know, by, you know, how she was or, you know, just she was a human being, a human being that wanted a lot out of life and had so many, so many plans. Um... I feel that since we never got to see Erica's body and say goodbye, a part of this feels this is not real. I feel like I'm every day just thinking one day I'm going to wake up and somehow this was not real. And I feel since we didn't get to say goodbye to her, you know, and see her, I feel that would have helped a lot to get to start to get some kind of closure, you know, into healing. Um, and I just want to um, say that, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, time heals, this and that. That's like the worst thing to tell someone because it doesn't. It doesn't. It, and at times it makes it worse because now you have to realize that this is how 
life is. You know, families to me are like puzzles that each person fits in, you know. And Erica was a big puzzle, big puzzle, big piece in our puzzle. And um, she um, is gone. So now this is how life is now, incomplete. I want her story to be told. I want the truth, no matter what it is, so we can somehow get some kind of peace and start to heal. Because until we get the truth, I feel that we won't heal. Because of now, we're just waiting, 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 you know, for something to happen, for her to get justice. And then we start to heal. Once we know what happened, we can somehow, you know, go on with life. But, um, I, again, I want to say thank you for, um, allowing me to, um, you know, uh, just bring this information out and you guys putting it out there so people can hear it. And, um, anything that comes out of it, I always tell, you know, it's, it's, it'll help whether it's more people knowing her story or, you know, more women realizing that um, this can happen to you. This can happen to you. It doesn't just happen on TV. This is real. I know Erica never, ever, ever, ever imagined that someone that she cared about would have done this to her. Somehow, I, I wish it was um, it was someone that we didn't know. You know, but to know that it's someone that she cared about enough to, you know, give him so many opportunities and try to see the best in him when others didn't. And in return, she got this. It's just like a, a stab in the back. Wow. I just, I mean, so that... That alone. I mean, you can hear the emotion in her voice. This isn't something, Absolutely. obviously, not something easy that anyone can go through. And I'm really thankful for Denora for doing all this and speaking with us on this. And I know and we letting chatted us interview with her, her like two and a half hours a few months ago. We were all crying. Yeah. And then we all listened to the song, their song. Like, she's right. Erica was a person. And like, obviously, that's obviously all of our cases. Those, those are people. But... This one was, like she said, allegedly killed by someone she loved. And this can happen to you. And my thing about this case is that at the very least, at the very, very, very least of not getting him into another interrogation room or something, we could at least hopefully save another victim from him. Yes. That's, I think that's also really important. And a, apart from even anything on Larry, we want, we want justice for her family. Mm -hmm. We want them to have answers so that they can sleep at night knowing why, knowing how. So I don't have to sit there and think, I wonder if this happened. Yeah. I wonder if that happened. Same thing I've been doing. I've been going over my head all these different theories of what could, what the detectives are possibly thinking. And I don't know. I mean... Like she said, any anything, any detail is going to help. So please, please, this is a serious call to action. Do ch couch detectives get out there and do your thing. Yeah. Like, 
Erica Alonso's name needs to be known, needs to be heard, needs to be spread. Absolutely. You know, just because it's a cold case doesn't mean it shouldn't be a priority. It should be the highest of priorities. And there are many podcasts that do only cold cases. I mean, the murder squad. Hashtag murder squad on this one. <laughs> Definitely. Get this one over to them. I know a couple other that, podcasts. Yeah. I don't. We're not going to mention them because that's private information. But a couple other podcasts have picked this up. The word's going to get out there. One way or another. Yeah. But it starts with us, and it starts with, with you guys, our our followers, our blood bathers. Yep. We need your help. We need this case to see the light of day and be solved. So I'm going to get into a few of my theories on to what I think might have happened. It's a little all over the place because, of course, we don't have the answers. Yeah. But like Denora was saying, and when we interviewed her, she said that Larry had red flags. Their relationship was not great no. the family did not trust him no. and they had reasons not from to. an outside point of view exactly they knew they knew that he was he wasn't really safe also he was 45 and she was 27 and it's like not like, the age gap that's that's weird but the the commitment issue because they would constantly break up and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure by 45 a men's brain is supposed to have developed by then to be able to hold a fucking relationship. Yeah. Well, I guess not for old Larry Rivera. He was an abusive asshole. <laughs> no, he... Obviously, number one idea is, like, he could have drugged her. Yeah. They either one could have been taking it recreationally, or he could have slipped it mm-hmm. to her. They have fun. She drinks a little too much, and he doesn't know. They end up back at his apartment arguing, and he claims that he does not remember what that argument was about. So that makes me think, was he also under the influence of GHB? Because it does make you very forgetful. But also the good old fashioned, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. How, yeah. Okay, you're clear. How you're convenient. Good to go. Convenient, exactly. And also the whole but kind I, thing. This is fucking Brian Laundry. Watching that video when they got yeah. pulled over and how like kind he was to them. How they were just like chatting like they were fucking bros while Gabby Petito's in the other SUV crying her eyes out because it's guy is abusing her oh but they're nice who cares he was nice can't be him he's nice they were cooperative no yeah so a psychopath is yeah weird weird (laughs) so i'm thinking if he did drug drug her or if he wanted them both to take it he's a big dude he is like six foot five there's or something. There's a photo He's of them giant. together and that you guys can see. And she's like she's half itty bitty. So I'm imagining he fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And even if that's the case, if he accidentally overdosed her, did he dump the body? Yeah. How did she end up there? So let's get into that. Let me just. Anyway, I don't know like how how her tox report can come back saying just how high her blood alcohol content was. And they believe that Larry and the other couple, when they say that Erica got in her car and physically drove all the way back home, two blocks from her home where they found her car, left her purse in her car and then walked. I Google mapped it 20 miles to then fall down the embankment off the Ortega highway, 20 miles away from where her car was 
Fuck While you. Under the 20 miles. That much. And not a single car saw her stumbling because there's no way she would be walking straight or coherently. No. No way. There's no way. Too many do you holes. Also get on, do you go into the details of where this street is? Okay. Yeah, I do. I'll wait. <laughs> Don't even worry. So there's also the possibility that this couple, you know, tried to date rape both Erica and Larry. Maybe gave them both the same mm-hmm. amount. Maybe they saw the situation getting out of hand when the couple starts arguing. So then they leave. When Larry and Erica start arguing, they're like, you know what? Not worth yeah. it. Maybe, like I was thinking maybe they want to swing with them. But either way. Totally happens all the time. Either way, though, even if they were to do that, Larry still dumped her body. Or another possibility is that the three of them were in it together. Yeah. Totally possible situation there. But that, again, I mean, if they if we believe Larry's story and maybe if the couple did drug them, like you said, it still leaves Erica leaving by herself drunk out of her mind on GHB, driving 10 to 15 minutes, parking perfectly fine, and then walking 20 fucking miles on the Ortega Highway. No. If this is a story the police want to believe, they need to get a new fucking job. That's right. Because anyone can see clear as day that this does not add up. No. So. Another theory. If we say yes, the couple wasn't involved. Like they say, Larry told the truth, like he says, and Erica left at 345 on her own accord and in an upset state of mind. Because one, she's been arguing with her Mm ex-boyfriend. Two, she's on GHB and alcohol to the point of being probably belligerent. Yeah. 100% 100% belligerent. Um, that brings the idea of the stranger. A stranger approaching her. Gave, maybe, maybe at this point she's just drunk. And they gave her the GHB. And they drove out to the Ortega Highway and dumped her out there. But why would they give her GHB and then not actually rape her? Because yeah. the, the report came back that she was not sexually assaulted. So that doesn't, the stranger does not make sense. And also her belongings are in her car. Like, Nothing's stolen from her. This, the amount of, the amount of evidence that's lacking is evidence in itself to look yeah, at Yeah, it Larry. screams the other direction. Exactly. It screams somebody you know. Exactly. And also if they, like, do you know, did the autopsy show if there was, like, willingly sex? No, she had, she didn't have anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. There's no, like, so. what would be the point? There. What do they think this is? A, a I don't spree know. kill? Like a, a thrill kill? Like, And there's not even like any blood or anything. It's just literally an overdose. Nobody does that. No murderers are like, you know what? I'm going to make this person overdose and then leave them here to die. You do that. You have the information about the time frame, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I do. Okay. <laughs> so I think and I think we all think. Larry Rivera is not innocent in this case. Whether or not he killed Erica, dumping a body is also illegal. Mm -hmm. Too many unanswered questions, and Erica deserves justice. So let's review. Erica and Larry were out to lunch on the 14th, did not plan to hang out that night. She would plans to watch movies with her sisters. Cheesy movies on Valentine's Day. Makes sense. She ends up out posting to Snapchat the fun time she's having, meets this couple, last call happens, couple drives her and Larry back to Larry's place, they hang out, they fight, couple leaves, Erica leaves, Erica goes missing doesn't make sense that does not add up no let's talk about ghb 
it has an incredibly short half-life. Mm-hmm. And you may ask, what's a half-life? What's a half-life? <laughs> so that is the time required for any specified property, i.e. the concentration of a substance in the body, to decrease by half. Every medicine has a half-life. You know, like ibuprofen, I think, is like eight hours or something. GHB has the half-life of approximately 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It is not something that is in your system for a long time. So the concentration that they would have had to found in her body for it to still be at the lethal dosage would have had to been such an intense amount of GHB that if Larry had given it to her early in the night, that it would have, it would have already been like gone. A large amount of it would have been gone, but she was found with an overdosed amount. Which shows that it was intentional. It was later in the night. It shows how late it was and it was intentional. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I think she was given a large dose while already intoxicated because she's out at a club. She's drinking and somebody like didn't know how many drinks she had. Whoever the person was that did it of the three that I'm imagining. Or didn't care. Or let's also another stranger at the bar might have spiked her drink. Yeah. And then... The three of them didn't want to deal with her, the belligerent her and ended up, she ends up passing out or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, she's unconscious. We don't want to like, oh my God, she's actually dead. And then they d- dump her body. Which that's also if another. that's the case, you still should be in jail. Yeah. Either way, somebody here either drugged her or dumped her body or did both. Like, they like, you, do there's, realize. There's, there's nothing, nothing else. Like you do realize that you can literally drop her off at a hospital, right? Like. Here, here's this yeah, they have the girl immunity. that I know, and I think she might have taken something. You don't even have to, like, fucking admit that, you, like, just drop her off at the fucking hospital. You cared about this woman. Yeah. I mean, because I was reading a report on somebody who died from GHB. They didn't know that they had taken it, but they had had, they had been drinking for six hours already. Then they had GHB, ended up, like, passed out and could not wake up and died. Oh, my God. Like, it's not, one, is it not a safe drug? Don't, don't do it. When you're drinking. don't do it. It's not worth it. So, I'm imagining, like I said, she's been drinking, she's having fun, and somebody drugged her the wrong amount. With this But that theory, still doesn't explain yeah. the body. <laughs> hmm? With this theory, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't, nothing adds up. So... Let's just say they drove her to a place that seemed good for dumping, the Ortega Highway. Coincidentally enough, who loves riding down this highway? Larry. Larry fucking Rivera loves riding down this highway. Frequently. Frequently. He would go on, on like, rides every yep. weekend to the same and place. he's taken her before. If that's not fucking suspicious. Yeah, he used to take her on rides out there. Fuck you. That is There's also this a red flag. Sorry, that's just no, you're good. We're both heated on this. But that's just a giant yes. red flag. That is such like a number one evident <laughs> right there. It is. You just like that guy likes to go to that place. We found her at this place. That guy's also her ex boyfriend. They were also out that night. He was the last person to see her live. What? What? Like oh but he's nice. He's cooperative. But let's get into how Erica's body was found. It was rough and rugged to get to and get through. 
especially at night. So much so the police found her and like made the crime scene and left for the night and came back the next day to investigate because they could not see, could not walk around without tripping. They just So tell me. Well, yeah, they, they covered it up and, and closed it off, but then they had to leave because they could not work at how dark okay. and dangerous it was to be down okay. there. So how the fuck are you going to drive down Ortega Highway with an unconscious or dead Erica, either mm-hmm. way, drop her body down the embankment where she just ends up in the fetal position without any scratches or bruises on her? I don't think so. I forgot I think she that. was put in the trunk someone's car and then it was a team effort to place her body where it was it looked placed she did not have any marks on her you can't be thrown over that edge we'll post a photo of like where she was found but you can't be thrown over that edge and not have a singular scratch on you and not be sprawled out when you land yeah unless she died in the fetal position beforehand yeah and was like like rigor mortis into that position no it doesn't no you would still no it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. You can't. So that is the story of Erica Melissa Alonzo, unsolved and now a cold case. And I, again, am going to ask and implore all of you, let's get to work on this case and go follow and join those Justice for Erica pages. Let's spread the word and get some fucking answers already because it has been too long. Absolutely. If you've been thinking about making a podcast... We have a lot of people that come to us in DMs and they're like, I want to make a true crime podcast too, but like people just tell me there's too many. There's not. And here's your first case. Here's your sign to make a podcast. And here is your first fucking case. Get loud. Also, more voices while tagging. So when we post this tonight, we're going to tag everything. We're tagging Discovery Plus. We're tagging (laughs) Paul Holes. We're tagging everyone and everything let's get loud gabby Matito had a fucking documentary out within three days yeah it's time for erica where's the justice for erica absolutely i think we should just end this one No good goods, no creepy things. No. We'll just keep it about Erica. I do have to do a birthday shout out right at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to keep up with us on our Instagram at Bloodbath Podcast and all the other social medias. We'll catch you next Friday. Happy birthday to my Aunt Viv. But wait, there's more. Bye 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 b